Dave's Heaven's Oscars. And I wrote them on the board because we don't have one specific description. I've got these. It's six here for five because the crown of life is discussed in two different parts there uh, in the New Testament. But anyway, I got these uh, and I got a bunch of other scriptures, uh, scripture as well. Uh, so we're not going to be turning anything particular. I'd love to take a picture. Uh, the one good thing about a cell phone, when we would go to an in-service or something, uh, I don't know if I had one that took pictures when I was in the second time in graduate school. Y'all want a picture of me? I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dog. Do what? Well, I, you know, I wrote yesterday. Tommy has seen him. I don't know if he he he, 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 he made me start for life or he ever mentioned it. <laughs> this is something you can't poke your mind out. Uh, but anyway, seriously, I appreciate uh, y'all not allowing Alex and I to go last week. We uh, we were married thirty years last Sunday, and I told Stan I, Thursday we got up, and I'm going to get started because we got a good bit. But anyway, Thursday I got up and rode my bicycle to do what I do in the mornings, and then went and cut grass. And, well, I think I left at twelve thirty over there. You know, I, my general routine is do all that, and then I come home, take a shower. I sit in the chair and get me about 35, 40 minutes now, and I feel fine after that. We were in a hurry. Fact of it is, my refrigerator went out Thursday morning. So I had to go spend $1,800 on the refrigerator to leave town. You know, so how I got a Hogan over there, it took us to 2 30 to get it in and rationing that big thing. Uh, but anyway, we got going down the road, man, at about four o'clock. I'm about to die. Uh, we got through Birmingham. I said, I ran around down there in Gardendale. So I can't remember where I said, honey, I, I really, I hate to ask, but can you drive for just a little bit? Let me get a nap. So long story short, I got a nap. And if y'all tell her, I said, I call y'all bald face liar. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I woke up and I'm fine. I said, I could drive now. She said, well, I got it for a little while. She said, I, when we stopped at used to restroom, we, you get and man, she's we're in and out of traffic down through there. She's letting the date pretty good. And I said, that young. She said, these people need to get out of my way. I said, is 96 not fast enough? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm almost like cussing over here, man. Somebody will push down, man. My word. I thought, God. And my heart got up. I thought, I'm going to pass out. I thought, we're going to burn up on re-entry, man. I didn't know. Uh, but heaven's Oscars. Let's get into the lesson. I told you, uh, she, she gets there safe, I promise you. You think she drives like this. She got a sister that will drive like this. That youngest driver, she she drive I tell you this, we and I also left one time going to the beach, and we got to Coleman, got on the interstate, and her sister Donna had just left the just left the house. We were going to Gulf Shores, and then she beat us there by 30 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, do the math. Um, man, I do drive a hundred down there. That scares me. Uh, heaven's Oscars. Let me ask you this: talking about rewards. What's your opinion about rewards biblically? Biblically, how, how, how do you feel about working for a reward that the Bible talks about? You think it's? You think it's? I don't know. Just what is your opinion? Feel unworthy. Feel unworthy? What else? 
we've already received salvation. How much? How much more? Is that, that's the crazy thing about it. David, it was better kids Yeah, I mean, you get heaven, and then you get to see my family members, you know, and you, you know, you get to see Jesus. Of course, that's the top of the list. Yeah, the comfort teacher would take. She said, "You go down, they take you down the hall. They show you all the closets. You see all the stuff you're going to get." Then you go to the closet and say, this is what you could have had. Yeah. And uh, you, don't, you don't get that closet. Well, that's kind of the topic. That's kind of the theme of the last. Like, it's, it's, it, 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 it shadows that a little bit. You know, the things. So not what you get, what you didn't get, or what you get, but what you missed out on. What you missed out on may kind of change perspective of what I get. What I get kind of has a connotation to me of what I might have earned. What I've missed out on is I, I just, the, the honest is on I didn't me. know about it. Yeah, I, I yeah, but I, I know what you said. But, but wouldn't you know about it if you said, okay, I don't want to that? Well, let me just, I got a bunch of verses here. These rewards were talked about in the Old Testament. Using my glasses. Psalm 58, 11 says this. The Old Testament, I've got Old Testament, New Testament, and then Revelation. The New Testament and Revelation both are quotes from Jesus. Okay. Simon, as David writes here, and people will say, quote unquote, there certainly is a reward for the righteous. There certainly is a God who judges the earth. So there's a reward for the righteous. This is not some prosperity gospel kind of thing. It's the whole point of us. Matthew 5, 11 and 12 says this. Jesus speaking, blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me, Jesus says. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is in heaven. Uh, for your reward in heaven is great. For in this way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew 5, 11 and 12. And then Revelation 22, 12 says this, and this is Jesus speaking. Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to reward each one as his work deserves. To reward each one as his work deserves. <laughs> it kind of goes back later to what I was talking about. You know, what am I missing out on? What am I missing out Am I, am I Am I leaving everything on the field <clears throat> in my Christian life? I have a, Brent and I laugh and cut up a little bit about playing baseball. I, I have a thousand regrets playing baseball. But I tell you what, man, I, I, I never regret, regret the things I had to do for my dick. And when he died, I, it was on the field, man. I walked away and held my head up. That every time I, I was needed, I, I felt like I did. Now, if you want to talk, I'll talk to you about my baseball career all day. And how sorry, not talent-wise, I was a turd. I was I was lazy. I was I didn't work. I took it for granted. You know, I I, I just I I was just I was I wasted. So that's the two extremes. Thus, what did I miss out on? I don't know because I didn't put forth the effort to, to do anything tremendously great. 
with baseball. Now, I, 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 I felt like I really got after it when I did. And it's for dealing with him at the end of this one. All right, this has got uh, four parts of the outline. First one here is the day of, heaven, of heaven's rewards. What is the day uh, or an event called for believers where they will be judged? Y'all know? You know there's two judgments. Y'all know what they are? And the great white throne judgment. The judgment seat of Christ is what the Christians will be judged now, the great white throne judgments is where you get sent to hell. If you're at the great white throne judgment, your chances are over. Your fate is sealed. Now, let me find my notes here. Describe the judgment seat of Christ. What will happen at this judgment for the Christians, at, at this judgment of the, of, the, of the Christians at the, at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, we know what's going to happen at the great white throne judgment. People are going to, he's going to tell folks, you depart from me, I never knew you. And people's feelings are going to be hurt. And then they're going to slip off into eternity with no chance of escape. That's just a scary, scary thought. But what's going to happen at the judgment seat of Christ? Let me ask you this. You think it'd be any tear shit? I, I think there will be. Because yeah. the Bible says, you know, in the revelations that he'll wipe every tear away. Well, why would he have to wipe tears away? If they wasn't there, he wouldn't have to wipe them away. So that leads me to think, well, why would they be there? Why would you have tears in heaven? And I don't think after 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 the great after the judgment seat of Christ, after that. From then on, the rest of eternity, I don't think there'll be any tears. It's because you realize the things you didn't do compared to what other people Have you ever let anybody down that you know that they didn't have to get on to? I'm talking about they just look at you. Now, I got two boys. Hogan, you had to get on. John David, that's it. Oh, John David, man. Walk around and he, since he was two years old. You know, you didn't have to whip him. I would whip both of them. And I didn't have to whip Hogan a ton. But Hogan would come back for a little bit more. We built our house in, in 97. John David was six months old. When he when he first got to walking, you know, he got upstairs. John David go over and said, don't do that. He got about three steps up that staircase. I went over and popped his hand and never went back. Had to go around Pop Hogan's every day. It's like that movie, 50 First Dates, you know. I mean, it's the same thing every day. You know, that's what it was like with it. And guess what? Annie, his little girl, does the same thing. I, I'm just laughing. I thought, dude, welcome to my world. But anyway, you will, you will realize that you let the Lord down. I tell you, man, that's got it's got to be some tears shed about that. And how wonderful it is David's talking about that Walker. Will it not be wonderful? He'll wipe him away, and that will never be thought of again, never be brought up again. I judge them judgment for our our faithfulness to is as followers of Christ. The rewards and the non-rewards. How does that make you feel knowing that our individual works as Christians will be judged? What what goes through your mind when you think about that? I don't know. 
Have I done enough? Have I done enough? Why did I do the why did I go that last time? Now where where does that cross over to legalism? And where do you get way away from grace? And I, hey man, I'm saved, you know, that hippie mentality. You know, uh, it's not uh, what I did, it's what I didn't do. Yeah. But they were the tears, though. Well, just like I told y'all about taking my daddy up to see Edwin Fred. And I know God said, you need to go back around there and say something to him. Me and my dad got in that van, we left. It bothers me to this day. Now, Jay Knight was in here one day, way before he passed away. And I told that story, and he said, I went to Edwin's funeral, and, and, and I, he was saved. The preacher said he got saved. And I thought, it ain't because of me. It's because somebody else did what they were supposed to do. I didn't do it. You know. I feel like that about I do my baseball, which baseball is insignificant compared to Edwin's life in this place in eternity. I got four scriptures here. Uh, Romans 14, 12, talking about these. Did I not copy all these? I may have a book here. Oh, yeah, here. Day of Rewards, 14, 12. So then, uh, Romans 14, 12. So then each of us shall give an account of himself to God. You know what they call that in the workforce? You get called in on the what? Carpet. And we're going to have to answer some questions we don't want to have to answer sometimes. And we're going to have to, we're going to have to just say, hey. You know, and the beauty of it, ain't no need to lie about it. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Brent's brother Alan was my principal for a while, apparently. He sent me some clowns we had. Man, it's been in the paper here lately. I'm talking about big time. Not two over here. I didn't have that big joke in Florida account, but I had some right before that. You know, Alan and I had them up there at school. He sent me pictures of these guys, man. Getting called in on that call. And, 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 and they did. The beauty of some of these guys, they terrible. to Yeah, you got them, man. Alan, let's get it over I didn't like him, him hard as a rant. You know, the one I tell you about. Got hit in the face and bought dodgeball about me to Woody. I didn't get hit. Dang, my your whole head's red, man. Why ball didn't hit me? I mean, it's centered mashed you. You know, Rollins. Yeah, it says uh, Gator skin right across here. You know, man, I you know don't lie. Just you ain't no need to lie at that point. Because Romans fourteen twelve says, so then each of us shall give an account of himself to the, to God. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 5, 10 says, For we shall all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. From staying all the way over here to die. We're all going to be there. And you know what I used to tell them kids when they come in my office? Well, Woody made me do it. I said, we ain't here talking about Woody, dude. We're here talking about you. It's like my daddy used to say, Ain't you no need to talk to me about Ashley. You, got, you know what he'd tell me? Daddy Ashley's not doing that. He said, Let me tell you something. You got more to handle for taking care of yourself. You got worried about him. You need to take care of yourself. We're going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about David this one. That's the only one I can carry a conversation about. It's a scary thought. What was that going to be? So shut, man. I'm looking at Jesus. 
Tommy, I, I think I, I think I will be speechless. I, I, I think I'll just be like, uh, I don't think, I think it's going to require you to look into his eyes. Oh, I, yeah. You're not going to be looking down, I don't think. If that time's over, you're going to see the real thing, and, he, and you're going to feel it. It's going to be about knee-deep tears. Yeah. If you were standing in a, in a number three wash tub, it'd be overflowing in my part. No, no excuses either. No, nah, it, it won't be no reason for an excuse. Baby. You know, anything you ask, he already knows it. Mm-hmm. It, says, it says we will give an account. That means we have to speak. Ready. We got to speak. We got to get ready. Why didn't? Why not? Can you imagine that? You do realize these things were wrong. Can you have said yeah? Yeah, you did. No, I don't think he's going to talk about the scene. I think it'll be. Why didn't you go speak to him? Why don't you do this or do that? I think the sins are forgiven. They're as far as the east is. The east is from the west. I think this is a judgment of what you didn't do. What what we what we did. And what we didn't do for Christ. It will be those choices that we made. It won't be the bad or the bad decision, but what we missed. And I missed I don't know what last time I was doing this. Yeah. Is, if you would have went here, this is what I have to wait for you to do. Uh, Ephesians 6 8, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the sign from the Lord. And then 1 Corinthians 3 14, I know Paul wrote all this. 1 Corinthians uh, 3, 14, if anyone's work which has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If the work you're doing is endures in these people's lives, you will receive a reward. Let me find my place. Here's what David Jeremiah says. Whatever rewards we receive or not will be totally appropriate. It won't be none of this man left off the all-star Can you believe that? Whatever you get or don't get will be totally appropriate. If somebody mentioned the word excuse, it won't be, I mean, there won't be no excuses thrown out. It is what it is. That's what they say nowadays. It is what it is, man. But it be is what it is that day. All right, the distinction of heaven's rewards. Let's talk about how they differ from rewards, the works, and, and, and that kind of thing. What are or what does the world not to confuse with these rewards we're talking about? What is the world or what are we non-Christians if, if or, or us? What are we not to confuse the rewards God has for us and what our works have 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 He's going to give us because of our works when you phrase it like that. What are we not to confuse that with the other side of works? I don't know if I'm asking it correctly. Well, let's let me answer. We don't want to confuse our achievements here on earth with where we're going to end up. Because of our works here. What's the cause? Well, because I was a good person, I'm going to heaven. Don't let that, don't let. Folks confused the two. You see what I'm trying to say? Yes. You're saved by, by grace. Not by what you do. Not because of works. We're going to read that verse in a second. Paul wrote that. All right. I jot it down. Don't think that this work is a, a measure of for entrance into heaven. 
The works that we're talking about and the rewards you're going to get for those works, they're not a measure of entrance into heaven. That's not your ticket to be punched. Hey, I gave X number of dollars. Hey, I was the best at what I did. You know, that's not that's not the checklist. That's not what we do. What does the Bible say about salvation? Let me find it here. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. Here we go. Somebody mentioned this a while ago. I think Larry, Woody, or Dave, somebody said, For grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. So the way we say it at Spring Valley, it ain't nothing you've done, okay? That's how we say it out there in Spring Valley. Ain't because of you. For grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that one may boast. Have you ever wondered why these kind of works that Paul's addressing here don't get you into heaven? That don't impress the Lord? What did Paul what did, what did, what did uh, Paul say right there? The reason was. So that no one may boast. boast. You can't judge yourself or judge somebody else. Well, I gave this much and he only gave that much. I did all this. Well, you things. don't even have to talk about it. Did I just gave this much. What is that? I got my, I got my hand, thumbs, and my suspenders a little bit. I got my shoulders thrown back, and I got D R I D E oozing. Yeah, that kept me out of church for a long time. I always thought I'm a good guy. I say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. I don't, I don't mistreat people. You don't don't kid don't kid don't I, I, I'm not a bad guy. And that, that really had, the devil had me fooled on that. And it wasn't what I did. I finally realized, you know, you can't score enough points to get in. That's the very reason I stayed out of church. I didn't think I really needed it. Well, that's the lie. And, and, and how close, you know, the best lies, right? The ones that are closest to the truth. Now, if I come in here today and say, man, y'all know what time it is? It's 3.30. Y'all going to look at me and say, dude, you're an idiot. You need a new time next. But if I look at you and say, guys, it's 15 to 10. We need to hurry. God, Davis. Then you look at your watch and it's 9.28. See, it's a little closer. It's a lot more believable to be 15 to 10 as opposed to 3.30. Gosh, I miss Mother Day lunch. What the heck happened, you know? You know, I got a body weight to maintain. You know, it's my class. <laughs> I don't know if y'all got it. I got it. So many calories just needed for this right here. <laughs> and don't think I miss it. Key thought, we are not saved by works, but for works. Now, let me go back, and I'm going to read verses 8 and 9, then we're going to jump in and grab 10 so the confusion goes away, okay? For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves, this is a gift of God, not as a result of work, so that no one may boast. And then verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Let's talk about that verse. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. What does that mean? What does that entail? We're supposed to live sin. That's what he put us here for. 
Created in Christ Jesus for good works. What's the Great Commission? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things. Whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I will be with you until the last days. We're to go out and teach. You don't have to do what I do to teach. You don't have to teach in school to teach. You know, the best sermons I've heard, I've seen. And heard words. Pardon? Your life teaches. Yeah, yeah you, 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 your, your walk should be the teacher. Your everyday. Yeah, seriously. You know? Uh, well, what about that last part? Uh, prepare beforehand so that we would walk in the. <clears throat> what about what is God prepared beforehand for us to walk in? And now we get back to the the essence of the of the last. He's prepared things. He prepared, you know who knows if I would have been the dude that led Edwin to, to the Lord that day. Man, you know how happy that would have made my daddy? My daddy had two quarterbacks at Cobb County High School. His first cousin, Jimmy Meadows, Bevin's uncle. I didn't. Jim, Jim, about your age, McCoy. You know he's got cancer. I just got about five months to live, I was told the other day. Daddy called him James Raymond. That's what Daddy called him. Jimmy's mother. Jimmy's daddy, Uncle Herbert, my grandma, brother, sister, they fit now. they first cousins. They probably got pallets together. Whoopers. I guarantee you they did. I know them two clowns. And then Ed, what if, what if I would have got back out to daddy? I'm going to go back up there and speak to Ellen right quick. I need to tell him something. What if I, when I got back out there, I told him, you think, was, you think I could have got the grin off of his face? Because let me tell you something, my daddy knows him, and he knows James Raymond. And they're like me, they ain't a saint now. And my daddy would have been so excited. And he, God had that beforehand for me, and I missed it. Go back through your life. I'll never forget, we went to good grief, I don't know how long ago. John David and Hogan were probably... 12, 9, 9, 12, 10, 12, somewhere in that neighborhood. Us and the grocers, Cody, Karen, and their three boys. We went to see the Braves. So I'm playing the Brewers, as a matter of fact. And so they're playing right now at Turner Field. It was a Sunday afternoon. We went to uh, see Charles Stanley that morning. But anyway, on Sunday, Saturday afternoon, we went to Stone Mountain. And we stayed across the road from Stone Mountain. Well, when we left Stone Mountain, Gross got lost. Man, I'm outside. Well, where did he go? I mean, the Stone Mountain is right there. I mean, how do you not get to here? He said, and when he finally rode up, he said, man, you know, I got to get gas. He said, God pulled up to me. I started witnessing. witnessing to him. I'm thinking, the whole time I'm thinking, i got to get to the hotel. He's thinking about what I need to do for God. <coughs> Brother Taylor. But Ted, he and I went out one time over here at the other church. We were going down there where the split in the highway is going toward Cherokee. You know, it goes around the east, 
the eastbound is up here, the westbound is kind of lower, and there's a gap in the trees that comes back together. Right in that area, right up there, east of Tuscany, west Tuscany. We pulled up this guy mowing the yard, hot, man, it's July, August, it's 738, you know, this guy's mowing grass like today. He said, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so guy comes up there and brought Ted asking that he's standing right here. I'm mean, sitting in the car. He's sitting right there. And brother Ted says, you know, so yeah, he lives in that house right there. So I'm folks over in the brother Ted looks and says, hey, man, you got a church. I said, brother, I thought, brother Ted, we need to grow over there. <laughs> See how my mind don't work like that? And brother Ted's, what was the verse? What did it say? Prepare beforehand. God had let that dude walk to that gas pump and that car. And I just flattened out and missed them both. I was a swing and a miss, man. I struck out. Everyone knows two guys. I'm over one and hadn't even found a pitch on. God has prepared some of these things for us so we can get some of these rewards. We'll get to those in a second, I promise. When we do, we're going to knock, knock it in a second. Let me read what Bruce Wickham, Wick, uh, Wilkinson says on page 64 right here at the top, and this, then we'll get into the, into the five rewards. Bruce Wilkinson has sum, summarized the difference between being saved and being rewarded for service, quote, unquote. Our eternal destination is the consequence of what we believe on earth. Our eternal compensation is the consequence of how we behave on earth. Let me reread that. Our eternal destination is the consequence of what we believe on earth. And our eternal compensation is the consequence of how we behave on earth. That's pretty. Never thought of it like that. All right. Roman number number three. The, dis the description of heaven's rewards. Five kinds of rewards. The first one is the victor's crown. Let me... Uh, let me read, uh, get my verses up here. First Corinthians 9, 25 through 27. Paul writes the victor's reward, the victor's crown right here. Also notice known as the imperishable, the crown that does not go away. It does not fade. It does not tarnish. Okay, he says, verse 25 of uh, 1 Corinthians 9 says, everyone who... Uh, competes in the games, exercises self-control in all things. Then, they then do it to receive a perishable wreath or crown, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim, and I box in such a way as not without, uh, as not beating the air, but <clears throat> I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself may be disqualified. What's the characteristics of the recipient of this crown? Let me read that again. And you tell me some of the characteristics. See what, when I go through, you think, well, that's it. That's it. That's it. Am I going to, am I getting this crown? This crown, uh, the victor's crown, the imperishable crown, the one that goes to the winner. Uh, he says, they do it. To receive a perishable wreath, but we live in the verse 26. Therefore, to get this crown, therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim, and I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Now, what are some of the characteristics? Relentless. 
relentlessness. I tell you, man, it's, it's something. My mother was telling me the other day, my, my daddy's sister is uh, Faye Hester. Dean Hester is my first cousin. She, her mother and my dad brother sister. She graduated with Brent and Woody. She's nice and everything. Her and my uncle Wayne, I think, will be married 70 years. I mean, my word, I think Aunt Faye was like 14. I don't know what my grandmother was thinking. My daddy was 17 and in high school. My daddy was between the 10th and 11th grade. If the Hogan or John David would come to me in the 10th grade, I said, Dad, I think I'm going to get married. I think, but I'm going to put my foot up your rear east. <laughs> Getting married in the 10th, 11th grade? I mean, you're nuts, boy. And my granddaddy, my granddaddy let my daddy do it. And my aunt do it. You know? I think they'll be married 70 years. That relentlessness. What else? What else? What are what are some other characteristics? Obedience. Obedience. Focus. Focus. Don't swing it there. Ain't not not being aimless. So if you're not aimless and you got hope, uh, purpose, what did you say? Obedience. Obedience. What do you do? What 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 are the antithesis of those things? What's the opposite of those things? If you're not aimless, you're what? Flandering. You're not flandering. Not wandering around. You've got a point. You got a purpose. You got a focus. I was listening to the Braves the other night, and they did. I might have been last night. Hogan graduated college, man. Yeah. We had a little shindig at the house last night. And while we were sitting there, John David and I was walking with the Brewers. It was a great. Pitching that Cy Young Award winner last year. Am I wrong? The boy from the Brewers and Free. Man, they would go up one, two, three, one, two, three. They put them through that game pretty quick. And I remember Frank Kerr doing all the commotion going. The guy asked him, he said, What is it like getting off of dudes like this cat? Cy Young, he said, There is a focus that you better have, or he will embarrass the thing about it. You know, when those guys, when I was on the mound, if there was a guy that could swing it, if you make a mistake, you, you know he can hit you in the kneecap and at about 105. Seriously. And you not ever flinch because you can't see it. You got that's that's a focus. I think about what Larry's talking about a while ago. Do I have that focus? That's that Paul is talking about. Now, I'm asking myself. I'm not asking y'all. Y'all deal with y'all stuff. I said, well, no, we already talked about it. When I stand up there before the Lord, I'm not talking about Larry Clark. I love that guy to death, but he's not my concern at that time. And Larry, guess what? You ain't my concern at that time for you, but or anybody else in here. It's going to be all, as Uncle Si said, like a donkey cop. And it's going to be all David Harold is. And that's what the Lord and I are going to talk about. Now, if I, if I realize that, do I bring that focus to my everyday life? It's just a question to throw out now. The focus and the, <clears throat> focus and the biggest, all uh, I believe comes through true in the spirit of Christ. If you spend time with God, then you're going to have the focus without, time, without spending time with God. See, I, I, think you, I think you've hit the nail on the head. That might be why, you know, I should have asked that question. How do you get to the spending time? Training. I jot down training and work. I'm down in focus, not aimless, discipline of the body and mind, and training without and, and work. I think that training is spending time. You know, I 
one of one of Hogan's brother-in-laws came over there last night. And he said, "Let me see you, boss." I said, "I said, Enrique, he's a, he's, a, he's he's married to uh, Madeline's older sister." He said, "Well, I got a mountain bike." I said, "Well, you know, I started with that mountain bike." And he said, "I said, Enrique, I, said, I couldn't ride four miles when I first bought it." I said, "That was terrible shit. I would ride four miles and get back out. I'd die." Every day. It took about six months to get past that. You know, I had to build it up. I had to, not that I trained, trained anything. But, you know, I, you, it's just a process. You know, and that's the same with the Christian life. Let me see what else. Look at the crown of uh, rejoicing. Let me read it. First, uh, second, first uh, Thessalonians 2.19. For what is our hope? Or joy, or crown of rejoicing, Paul asked. Is it not even in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? Let me read what he's talking about here. The crown of rejoicing is given to those who are responsible for others standing before Christ at his return. It's often called the soul winner's crown. It's a reward given to those who reach out beyond themselves to lead others to heaven. I missed that one with everything. You think about that, man. How, how, how many crowns do you think Billy Graham's got to give? Just this variety. variety. Now, he, I, he might be an extreme, and he might not be, especially with the internet today. You can take Jeremiah, you can take Stanley, you can take Aiden Rogers, he died for my dad. He died no fight. He's been dead, what is it, 17 years? And they still got work, love worth finding every day. People send letters in or occasionally they call in and they take their little, you know, 30 seconds. He, he, one lady called in there the other day and said, I cannot wait. I hope my, I hope my mansion is next to Agent Rogers because after 17 years, he still speaks to me through this radio broadcast. So who's to say, I, I mean, is you, do you really think Aiden Rogers is still getting crowns? He's been dead 17 years? Yes. I think he probably is. But you think now, look, after I'm dead and gone, it's my work with John David and Hogan, it's my best of daddy, or, or Annie and Colson, it's, it's, it's their granddaddy. Will that have an effect? What about self and Nick's, that joker I told you about? Y'all get a wild hair sometimes. Go to CobbyCountyJail.com. Go to the inmate roster. Call me up. Hey, man, how many of these guys you talk? Well, let me get on there. Sir. I looked up today. It was about five or six. Did, did, did I, I, I had some sort of effect on self because I, I didn't even know it. And then I was at the tractor place the other day, also known as Tri-Grings, tractor place in Saturdays when I was a kid going up there. Number two on my list of worst kids was in there, and I talked to him. I thought, God, this is my great day. These guys may have been like in jail, prison jail, you know. And, you know, I don't know. Do I have an effect? Well, 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 well they think back and, gosh, you know, Coach Isabel or Daddy or Granddaddy or that old boy I used to work with, you know, taught PE, you know, was my principal, you know, that, you know, I think we can add to our talent. 
what I'm saying. All right, number three, I told you we'd go kind of quick. Not that these are not important, we do need to not get going. The crown of righteousness, 2 Timothy 4 8. This is what Paul writes. The last thing he wrote now, 2 Timothy. And I think chapter 4 is the last chapter. <clears throat> Finally, I guess it is. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not only me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. The crown of righteousness. What do you think this crown is a reward for? Let me reread that. I'm going to read this and you tell me what you get this crown of righteousness for. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness with the, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not only to me, but, uh, but not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. What do you think would David out this crown of, of righteousness? Love is appearing. Let me read what Jeremiah writes here. This might open up our minds the way Paul's thinking here. He said, Many Christians are so caught up with all the exciting, quote unquote, exciting things that they're involved in on earth that they have forgotten that earth is not their home. I am so guilty. So guilty. I get too worldly. I don't worship the world. I get, it becomes too much of a priority, okay? Uh, they love their life here. I love them. And they have, and, and have many places to go, things to do, and people to see before going to heaven. This crown is not for those believers. Cheer us. It is for those who long for heaven, their true home, home who long to see the face of their Savior when he comes for them in the clouds. That word long, longing. When you think about longing for something, what do you think about? You think about longing to see the Lord God Almighty? We call it pining for pining to do this. Pining this I mean, that just that, that <laughs> implies to me that there's such a heavy, Burdens, such a heavy desire. I'm talking about it's almost painful, almost hurting, Steve. I like that. It's almost like I, I, it's, I just that's why Paul can say to stay, to live is, is to die is gain and to live is, is for Christ. I don't know if I ever come out of my mouth because I like living. Now, not that I won't like heaven, but I, you know. Yeah, I've heard this story. The guy said, preacher asked little kids down there, kids, who all wants to go to heaven? They all raised their hand, but that one little joke in the back back there, and they said, buddy, he said, buddy, you don't want to go? He said, yeah, I'm going to go to heaven, but I thought you were getting up and loading now. You know? I'm not, I don't want to go now. You know what I mean? You see, this, this desire is that long, and almost hurting to see Jesus now. That's, boy, that's a tough crowd there. You know, it seems, it seems like when you would get that would be when it's worse to stay than it is to leave. But people that are hurting say they're ready to go say, Lord, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. But if we're all healthy, we've got to But if, we, if we're healthy and we have that same, what can we do for the Lord? Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to go just about right now. I don't think you get a crown. You take these, these teams, whatever sport. Let's say I, I flipped across John Wood and, and and they had him. He's still he's 95. He probably 10 years ago. He's probably 105 still out. And he had Keith Wilkes, Jamal Wilkes, uh, Keith Erickson, Lynn Shackelford, another guy, and Walter. And they were all talking about what's well, a five-minute thing. They were all talking about how every year everything was the same. We're starting fresh. You know, how do you win 10 out of 12 national championships? You're not complacent. You're not okay with, hey, hanging my hat on last year. You know, you start fresh. We got to win our way back. We got to do this. We got to do this. These are the things. He went down that checklist every day. The same thing. He was so hilarious. He taught him how to put your socks on to keep from getting some blisters. Can you imagine Jamal Jabbar, Lou Alcindor sitting there and man, I mean, this dude, I put my socks on, you know. But they, it was so meticulous and they appreciate it. And they had a, he, he, he had a, a yearning to do things correctly that led to 10 out of 20. The next one, the crown of life. Let me read that. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Now, I don't think that temptation is just that naked lady or yoga pants. I don't think it's just that. I think it's the temptation when things get a little tough to quit. Quit going to church. That's what I'm talking about. Now let me read the uh, Revelation uh, 2.12, 2.10, I'm sorry. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, that's the, here's why I said that. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. So you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Let me read. I can't do anything but read this part because it's pretty good. It's not the couple of sentences. But it's not just for the martyrs, the people who didn't quit up until the time that somebody killed them because of their belief. It might be for us living in the country today. Might be. And I, if I had a TV, I would have showed y'all a video of 1993 at Baby Dedication. John David found it the other day. Philip Letzinger put it on something. And, uh, yeah, and it had uh, Bobby Edge and Joe. Joe, because they had bread as a baby in It's pretty cool video. Steve and Tommy and Danny Prince and James Hampton in choir robes up, up on the balcony. I thought, I thought it was great. Uh, and I would show it to you. But I also would show you this video of this lady. And I swear it's in Mississippi because this guy's behind him got Mississippi State Church on. It's talking about abortion. And this lady gets out there, and this is why we need to endure. This lady says, abortion, just suck them bastards out of there. That was her exact words. Jim, you might have to bleep that out. But that was on social media. And that's what she said. And do you know what? They stood and gave her a daggum standing ovation. Now, are we going to stand up? Are we going to endure? Are we going to be tempted to cow down to these folks? I'm just asking. Just saying. How, how much courage have I got? 
we're going we're gonna to have to see one of these days, I'm afraid. Let me keep reading. It's not just for the martyrs, but it's dealing with these kind of people. It's any who suffered, endured, persevered, and encouraged others to do as well. Those who have kept the faith when it was costly to do so. Go back to those, those verbs over the descriptive words. <clears throat> suffer. Y'all suffered and kept the faith? It's amazing, man. I know I know a lot about some folks in here. Most most of y'all know some hardships. And I'm I'm a, so I'm gonna say what boys, I'm impressed that you keep rolling up. It's, it speaks volumes. That lie, you can tell me all this, but I see how you act and how you react, and I'm impressed, okay? Do you persevere? Do you encourage it? You're, you're, you're witness by not just your actions encourage me, and I know he encourages other folks in here. I'm just so dead I'm impressed. All right? And then the last one, the crown of glory. First Peter 5, 4 says this, and when the chief shepherd appears, when Jesus comes back, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Does not fade away. The crown of glory, right? Let me read what Jeremiah says. It is given to those who are faithful shepherds of the people of God. It is not just for the pastors, the elders, the deacons, the leaders with visibility in the church, but it is also for those who are shepherds of the sheep at some level, small groups, teaching Sunday school. Now, listen, that's not just, if you don't teach Sunday school, you're not qualified. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what this is saying. He says, ministry teams and in other places of ministry, you can minister and shepherd dudes at work. Any of y'all work with one, one Christian that kind of stands there, stands out, stands out in the crowd, no heathens, pack sailors like to talk of it all the time. That, that, that guy gets this crown. We can be that guy. You don't have to be a, a preacher or a deacon or a Sunday school teacher. Wherever you work or wherever you go into and people see you, you can, you, you're a leader. That's just what it is to me. All right? Last thing. The difference heaven's rewards can make, and I'm just going to read this about three or four sentences, and then I'll show it. The difference heaven's rewards can make. Number one is we remember the Lord himself is our chief reward. All of these are great, but Jesus is our chief. What did Jeremiah say? That Jeremiah said, well, wherever Jesus is at, man, that's where heaven's at. Y'all remember me talking about that? Genesis 5, 15, 1 says, do not be afraid. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. God told Abraham, I am your shield. I am your exceedingly great reward. Second thing, resist doing works outwardly for the purpose of receiving your reward. Matthew 6, 1 says, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. And let me tell you something. You can put that in your house. Okay. The last thing, reflect on, number three, reflect on the ultimate goal of any rewards we may receive. Revelations 4, 10, and 11 says that the 24 elders who represented the church in heaven, this is what they said, cast their crowns before the throne, saying, you are worthy 
O Lord. Receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. And that tells you what we get to do with these rewards. You know, we always tell our kids and kids and small kids are sitting there, it ain't about getting gifts at Christmas, it's about what? When we get to heaven, man, don't show up empty-handed. You know, I'm talking to myself now. Put some of them in your, in your hole. Have some bullets in that. So when, when it's our time to give back to the Lord, which Revelation just told us is going to happen, we have something to give to. Does anybody have anything to add or subtract? God, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. God, thank you for these praise reports. And God, we're, we're waiting on these requests to be turned into praise reports. We got two big ones, I know, in here. And we got some other ones that are pretty big and big for each individual that brought them up. And you know they are. You know every one of them. And God, I thank you for being the, the one who can heal and, and, and save and the one who can can make right and one who was willing to die on the cross to wash these sins away. And God, I thank you for that. Thank you for, and it's all about love. John 3 says, John 3, 16 says, for God so loved. So, that's how much, that, that, that almost is like a, that, that yearning, that longing. You're longing for us, God, and I pray that we long for you in the same way. God, again, I want to thank you for Jesus. And I want to thank you for these guys in here, Lord. This is my, it really is the best hour of my life. But I love you and I thank you for everything you do in your sweet, precious name.